1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Margie Schaefer.
0: U.S. inflation hit 9.1 percent in June, the highest in more than 40 years, intensifying pressure on the Federal Reserve Board to raise interest rates even more.
1: The stock market remains volatile and wobbly, but unemployment is still at historic lows. And while the economy is a bit sluggish, are worries about a looming recession legitimate? Well, for more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Wing Central Newsline by Chris Thornburg, one of California's best-known economists, founder of Beacon Economics, formerly senior economist at the UCLA Anderson Forecast. He teaches now at UC Riverside. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, so first of all, that inflation number, 9.1%, up from 86 last month and higher than we thought it was going to be. We thought we might see signs that inflation was cooling, but apparently it's not, even though gas prices are starting to come down a bit. What do you make of these numbers?
0: Well, first of all, it's completely incorrect to say that, oh, gas prices are up, and that's why inflation is heating up. Look, um, you know, the idea that this is all supply-driven completely belies the evidence. Take gasoline as an obvious example. Sure, there's some shortages issues, but it's worth noting that gasoline consumption continues to rise despite the fact that prices are up. What this is saying is that the real big impact, the thing that's really driving gasoline prices up, is actually a lot of demand relative to the somewhat limited supply. Why do we have so much demand? Well, we can go back, of course, to the excessive stimulus policies put into place by both the Trump and Biden administration and by the Federal Reserve over the last couple of years in response to the pandemic. As tragic as the pandemic was, it was just not that much of of an economic threat, and the economy is overheating, and that's what's driving inflation. Simple as that. Unemployment is low, but we are hearing some rumblings about some tech-linked layoffs in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. um, is this uh, unique to tech, or, or should we expect more uh, you know, across the board? Well, yet again, the economy is overheated, and tech as much as anybody else, perhaps even more so. Let's talk about the fact that in California, you saw an enormous increase in venture capital investments over the last couple of years. A lot of that free cash generated by quantitative easing landed right in the Bay Area. That, of course, spiked a whole bunch of startups, and some of those guys are starting to fade away as venture capital cools off. But, again, anybody who leaves a tech job in uh, the Bay Area will quickly find another um, because for every one of those layoffs, we know there's a dozen other companies that are desperately trying to find people to fill positions they have. So it's you know you got to ignore those anecdotal stories of one or two company laying people off. It certainly does not reflect the overall labor market in the Bay. So
1: there are those who think we're heading for a recession, and the GDP was down second quarter nominally. Uh, what what do you make of that talk? What do you think?
0: Well, first of all, it was down in the first quarter. We haven't gotten the second quarter number uh, first just quarter, yet. First quarter, yes. Yeah, and <laughs> and to be and to be clear, I'm I'm anticipating that we get the second quarter number. There's going to be a lot of revisions. We're not exactly sure what the data is going to exactly look like. But ultimately, recessions are driven by a large pullback in demand somewhere in the economy. I don't see a large pullback in demand in this economy right now that's large enough to cause a recession. There's still an enormous amount of pent-up demand. Just look at incredibly low inventories of retail items and cars to back that up. We know businesses are are still trying to, to catch up, if you will, with all the demand for their products. The ports are just starting to clear out their backlog. This is an economy that's straining against capacity, not one that's, uh, if you will, starting to fall out of the race. It's, it's really, honestly, it's a kind of a nonsensical proposition that we're anywhere near a recession right now. But given that inflation number, what do you expect the Fed to do when it meets later this month? Well, that, that's a good question, because, again, the Fed created this mess by uh, believing the economy to be far more fragile than it is. And that, that same belief that the economy is more fragile than it is is likely going to make them flinch because of all these recession calls, and they may not, if you will, Keep, keep their foot on the brake, and, and I, they really need to. Look, the ultimate problem here is they dump $5 trillion in quantitative easing into the economy. That created a potential for up to 40% inflation and cumulative because of all that excess money. And until they get serious about, X, about quantitative tightening, pulling some of that cash out, inflationary pressures are going to continue. It's as simple as that. And they just have yet to show any resolve to do what needs to be done here.
1: Why do you think we aren't seeing greater economic growth when, when unemployment is so low? We have these record job creation numbers. Is it partly because, you know, a lot of these jobs are lower paying? Because looking at the data, it looks like wages are actually down this year, adjusted for inflation.
0: Well, you got to be really cautious about that, right, that direct comparison. They don't quite match up the way you're talking about. And to be clear, the consumer inflation number is actually lower than, than 8%. I won't get in those technical details. But be that as it may. Um, The negative number we saw in the first quarter was largely about production not being able to keep up with demand. We saw a huge increase in in spending. Consumer spending was up. Business investment was up. But they were buying stuff made overseas. This was all basically, uh, if you will, fed by a big increase in the trade deficit. So there's lots of consumption. The question you're asking me is why are we going to foreign producers to produce this stuff rather than domestic ones? Well, that, of course, has to do with some supply issues within our economy, but there's no lack of demand out there. And in the end, demand pushes supply. If demand is strong and it remains strong, this economy is going to continue to grow. So what's it going to take to get inflation in check? It's going to take them getting that money supply under control. And that means, of course, uh, quantitative tightening, and that will lead to uh, much different increases in interest rates. By the way, for anybody complaining about interest rates right now, remember, inflation is higher than interest rate. In other words, real interest rates are negative. They're basically paying you to take their money in a real in real terms. So you haven't seen nothing yet. At some point in time, they are going to have to cool off demand. That's the point. That's how you get rid of inflation. You have to cool off demand, and that means a hike in real interest rates that could possibly set off a real infl- a re- recession. But, again, they haven't even touched that that brake pedal sufficiently to do that yet. That problem, is it two years out, maybe three? I don't know. That's between Jerome Powell and his pillow.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, we've been spoiled by years of ridiculously low interest rates and almost zero inflation. How concerned are you, one last one here for you, about California's cooling housing market? I mean, we've seen home sales level off, and you know the bidding wars seem to be a thing of the past in many parts of the Bay Area, even where we've had such a hot housing market.
0: Well, look, I appreciate that the market's taking a deep breath right now. And, again, it should. Um, The kind of things we've seen over the last couple of years, 35% increase in home prices. That's not sustainable. We all know that. The question here is, is the market going to sag or sink back? And on that front, again, there's very little evidence to suggest that the market is chock full of equity, three times as much equity, $28 trillion compared to where it was a decade ago. Credit is very good. Supply is incredibly limited in the state of California. We still have something on the order of two and a two and a half month supply. By the way, That's less than it was in 2005 in the run-up to the Great Recession in a real bubble period. So in a housing market with tons of equity and a real lack of supply, that's not a a, a housing market that's going to break. Listen, I'm very worried about our economy overall. But, you know, every recession is different. Every downturn is different. Um, And as a result of that, you can't just look at the Great Recession and apply that to today. In 2006, if you were in housing, you were in ground zero. This time around, it's inflation, it's public debt. Those are the pain points in our economy.
1: All right. Thank you so much, as always. Chris Thornburg of Beacon Economics down in Southern California. Thanks for being with us. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS